Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, I had to build an arc for the week. It was uh, it's been pouring for the last uh, four or five days. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we've moved the family onto boats and we've uh, started assembling creatures to you know one of each. One of each. We have a male and a female of each, and uh, looking to repopulate the earth. I guess. Yeah just coming down i chose this weekend to you know get away you know to the the sunny cape cod where i just like i'm really glad i drove three hours to sit inside in a different house that doesn't have all of my usual comfort (laughs) can i just say like and obviously it's a little late for this but i just feel like cape cod in general is like massively overrated by people from massachusetts like it's fine it's, but it's not it's not like a it's not like a paradise getaway. Like the beaches kind of suck. The traffic is horrendous to get out there. <laughs> right? Yep. Also a uh, bunch of great white ch- attacks. Uh, yeah, a lot of sharks. It's always yeah. damp. It's always me, damp. Me and me and my friends went to the beach anyways even though it was raining. We were just that stubborn. <laughs> we literally <laughs> went to the beach as it's raining and uh they had all these like beware of shark signs. Yeah. Like, oh, those are new. Yeah, Those were not the, here last uh, time. The great I was whites here. are like infested in Cape Cod right now. I guess. Yeah, a, a nature is healing moment. All this, <laughs> all the seals came back to Cape Cod because they did all these like preservation, which is great. Like we yep. got the seals back; it's awesome. Unfortunately, now there's all these great white sharks. Yep. Well, hey, you know that's <laughs> what follows well. the seals, right? Exactly. That's so. crazy. That's crazy. It's, it's cool. It's cool though. Good for it's, those seals. <laughs> Good for those seals ruining those millionaires' days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty wild. Uh, I mean, it's better than it. You know, basically right now, like the Pacific Northwest looks like a level out of doom. So I, I would take the rainy season rather than the uh, the hellfire and brimstone that they're getting up there. So it's true. I guess you get you don't get to be very picky, but. Yeah, all in all, basically, no matter what part of the country you're in, it's a good time to be inside playing cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a lot of Warzone, which is what I've been doing. <laughs> Dude, I played so much Warzone. It's been awesome. Oh, boy. It's my latest obsession. Your latest obsession? Dude, <laughs> I'll play it a lot, a lot. Uh, get any magic played in in between those Warzone sessions? No, I did. I actually have started <laughs> sleeping up the, the eye roll from Pat. No, I have started sleeping up Blue Red Delver though because uh, so I have a little bit extra free time for the next few weeks. So I'm hoping to get out to a couple shops, maybe play a little bit. I just found out there's a shop that's like even closer than the one in Bellingham that's doing uh, Dan Levant, who did a podcast years ago. It was like a legacy podcast. Oh man, I can't remember what it was called, but um uh he's like starting up this at, uh it's called great stories comics it's in uxbridge it's like the next town over they're doing like a casual legacy thing on saturdays i think so i might try to check that out and see what's going on down there i'd like a couple like uh you know softball kind of areas where like i'm not paying a bunch of tournament entry fee- entry fees because i'm super rusty so and i don't i probably don't know what half my cards do so i gotta figure out uh I gotta figure out what's what the format looks like right now man so um yeah. but yeah it's, it seems like a uh, legacy is starting to uh it's starting to bubble up to the surface again up here which is freaking awesome I'm very very yeah. thankful for that yeah i mean so we we announced the leaving a legacy date august 28th yes. uh we got the 100k coming up in missouri yep got the pit, um, pit open coming up in the maryland open in maryland bunch of other events uh unfortunately eternal weekend and that just announced like an hour before we started recording eternal weekend announced that eternal weekend will be online this year. They will not have an in-paper event. For I, I, I don't even see the point of doing that when there are in-person paper, like in-person events, like why do an online tournament? Do you know what I'm saying? I think they should do both. Like, I honestly think oh, every, oh. every year, like magic online should have its own, like eternal focus weekend. Where they sure. Do, like, okay. 
super high level tournaments. Like I think that would be great for Magic okay. Online. Yep. And I think that's fine. But yeah, I am pretty disappointed there wasn't a paper eternal weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I, I don't really understand why they want to do an online one where I guess, well, I guess there is a ton of planning that has to go into running one of those eternal weekends. So I think they're just like there's just not enough time to get it done. I would I would assume that's the reason why. Yeah, that's um, true. Also, I'm sure if they probably did have like a in paper eternal weekends, we'd probably be bitching anyways because they'd fuck it up as is. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, I'll be interested to see like so I think the I, I think the LAL open is gonna be the biggest paper event. I think it's gonna be the largest legacy paper event like this year, right? Up yeah. till up till then uh, in the US. Oh yeah. I mean, as far as like I've the hundred K, the hundred K in Missouri. But it's after like, us. So we're yes. gonna be the the largest up till up till the pit open, right? Yeah, will be the largest paper event. I mean, if <laughs> things go like they normally go, you know, we get like 100, 100 to one hundred fifty players, something like that. Um, so, you're, so you're saying we're the we're the practice we're the practice rounds? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> come. I'm, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we we are going to be um, treading some. How do I put this? We're gonna be, you know uh exploring so yeah we're gonna be blazing a trail so i think we need to make sure that we set the path accordingly jerry if you know what i'm saying that's true i mean we've we've seen a couple paper results but they haven't really been very large events right no streams right i haven't seen any paper stream i mean there's been a couple but we'll definitely be the biggest stream that's going up until again until missouri and of course 100k is going to eclipse us by a significant amount but I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed now that I don't get to play in the the LAL Open because uh, I could definitely use the reps <laughs> in paper. <laughs> yeah, but I think I still think that it's good to to observe the events, right? And who knows, maybe Jerry will get you in like a we'll get you in like a a scrub out bracket or something. <laughs> the scrub out bracket, excellent. I'm sure Zach would per- would happily take over your job your role for the day, and we'll just put you in a tournament. <laughs> and just put you on camera all day and just see people yeah. just smack you all day just long. A- yeah, advertise I'm not allowed to drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry's oh it Jerry's like two and six and he's just like, gotta keep playing it out. Yeah. <laughs> just end uh, it. That's awesome. That's do awesome. it. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have some uh some challenge results. Speaking of results, so uh, we have a couple yeah, of challenges. Do we want to get into that, that or do we want to get into the spoilers first? Because uh, we are a bit behind. We never did oh, a... So, there's so many, right? Yeah, The whole set is out, isn't it? The whole set is out. I'm honestly... It uh, came out on Magic Online. It hasn't come out in paper yet. Um, but I honestly think there's probably going to be some random card from this set that doesn't get discovered until like two or three years from now because everyone is just fried for Modern Horizons. Like there are so many playable cards to explore from yeah. Horizons. Uh, I don't think anyone has given us really second look at this set yet. Yeah, I really haven't had the fucking brain space to go over it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I've seen I have seen Demulich in some of the results from this past weekend. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. I'm sure there's gotta be cards in here though. Uh, if we go over the challenge results, we'll probably see a few of these in there. Do you mean the uh the arc lich? No, Demulich. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That might have been a PVDDR. No, PVDR. One of the Swedish players, I think, was playing it. I think it's, I don't know, not, not, not PV, not Paulo Vitor, the other one who's like PVDR, something like that. Um, Good descriptions. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's been a day. <laughs> it's been a day. I apologize. Um, oh, I have to take a look. What, what card? So, what card is this? Demilich, it's the blue, 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 blue skeleton oh, lizard for that card. Yeah. Yeah. So what what uh list did you see this in? Like what was it? Okay, based? it was literally just I just happened to see like a picture of someone trying it out in um in uh like a video on Reddit. So it might not even be in the challenge, but I'm actually going down the Is it Delvers right now just to see if it is i'm seeing a lot of uh ragavans Dr- dragon's rage channeler and Merktide regents um yeah but so, i feel like if i delve deeper i can find i can find it somewhere in here i think it was available for this past uh event but we'll yeah. see so for our listeners demi demi lich is blue 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 dope art by the way kind of <laughs> looks like an iron maiden like 
album cover. It does. Honestly. It does look like an Iron Man album it's cover. It's pretty fucking dope. Also, it's a skeleton wizard. That's a badass creature type. So awesome. <laughs> like, skeleton I, wizard. Maybe I should just be like Demi Lich when we have like our, our next uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Halloween episode. Uh, event uh, event yeah yeah <laughs> so skeleton wizard this spell costs one blue less to cast for each instant and sorcery spell that you have cast this turn when demi lich attacks exile up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to copy it you may cast that copy uh you may cast demi lich from your graveyard by exiling exiling four instant and or sorcery cards from your graveyard, uh, in addition to paying its other costs. Pretty cool card. I it mean, is pretty cool. We talked, we definitely talked about it the other week when we had um we talked about it the other week. We had a guest on. We kind of mentioned uh, Brian the, uh, Colville, card wasn't it? Or was, was it was it or was it Jordan Woosley's episode? Was it Jordan? I t- I don't remember, man. Yeah. I don't remember. Wow. I need to go see the doctor or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more. I'm worried about me too. Um, I don't see any of the res- in the, uh, any of the challenge results. Uh, assuming that it was legal for this past weekend, I'm not sure if it was or not. Yeah, I mean, it. Was, it I think it became legal on Friday. So even if it was okay. legal, it's short notice for anyone right. to try out with it. But yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, first thoughts with it is pairing it with something like Arc Lake Phoenix, right? Um, and and kind of recreating that boat uh, deck. Uh, which has kind of fell off ever since um, the enchantment got banned um, from Theros. Oh, uh, 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 Underworld Breach. Yes, yeah, yeah, Breach. Yep. yep. And it's it, it feels like so long ago that that card got Dude. banned. Like, there's been so many broken cards since Underworld COVID, Breach. I mean, I really think that like 2020 like was like a fucking black you know black hole of time, <laughs> and it just like it just felt like such. A, anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, it feels like it, like ages ago that that happened, but. Yeah. I think that happened in 2019 because I think we had an LAL open that Rich piloted like a um, underworld breach deck yep. for an open and did well with it, and then it got uh, banned a bunch like, of people the next week. Like it was, yeah. it was it right. Was right. I just remember, I remember Rich yeah. Shea being one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was hot stuff, and then it got banned, and everyone yep. completely forgot about it. But with this Demi Lich, you know, maybe Arc like Phoenix can make a comeback and uh, start seeing legacy play again because that shell definitely does feel like it's just one card away from being totally legit again mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it, it got its it got its haymaker banned so now it just has to wait around for another haymaker to get printed that fits right. the shell yep and another another enabler or something like that yeah and demulich demulich kind of looks like it it's definitely not as good as underworld breach but it's definitely a beater with an interesting effect and yeah that kind of plays in with arc like phoenix like arc like phoenix is want to turn sideways right were there any other cards in here that kind of stuck out to you? I know, like I said, I know I haven't gone down the list myself and really like poked uh, in each one, but honestly, one of my favorite cards is one of the earliest ones spoiled that I know we talked about previously, but the Tasha's Hidden Laughter. Oh, right, right. The one blue blue for a sorcery. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until that player has exiled cards with total mana value 20 or more. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty brutal in Legacy. Um, you know, one of these can usually kill something like lands mm-hmm. uh or possibly even storm and right know, oh right right well yeah yeah but even e- even without that like you toss two of these at someone or combine this with some other mill like that's pretty good you know yeah. that that takes a chunk out uh yeah, you know, that's le- true. legacy curves are low and this just has a lot of value against a lot of different types of decks so and exile I, is pretty significant too that's a pretty significant yes. cost versus just bit them yeah, so I definitely want to experiment with this now that this is out. Um, kind of make a uh, mill deck and see if uh, mill is finally legacy playable because it's it's been skirting the edge for years and it's never quite gotten there. Is this like a would this work with hedron crab or no? Because this exiles yeah. it, right? Well, hedron crab works well. It just just also you know milling just milling right. in general, right? Like, yes, this is the best mill card probably ever printed, but it, that doesn't mean the other mill cards aren't so good, especially yeah, for, the crabs. For three mana, 20 CMC and legacy. I mean, especially if you're playing against like a, like a Bomberman deck, like you said, or something like Storm. You know what I mean? Like there, there are just so many decks yeah. in legacy where it's like every card is one or two mana, except for like maybe the force of rolls. Right. Yeah. Like even Blue or Delver, this could take a significant chunk, chunk yeah. out of the deck for sure. So if you just if you just hit a stretch without force wills and even then it's like you still have to hit a couple force wills uh to make it uh, right uh, you know like i and, would say 
And if they're exiling force wheels, it means they're not in their hand for the next time you cast this <laughs> card, right? Like, yeah, also good. So I, I like that. I'm, I want to throw together some mill decks now that this is out mm. on Magic Online and kind of see how that goes. Um, the other one that actually caught my attention that I don't think anyone else has really been talking about. I haven't heard anyone else talk about it. Like it hasn't shown up in the Facebook group or on Reddit to my knowledge, mm. but uh, Oswald Fiddlebender. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous name. Sounds like a nerd. Is it a? Is it? A, Dude, it's, it's a gnome. It's a gnome. I was gonna say it sounds like a gnome, like a rogue. Uh, no, a gnome bard. It's a I don't gnome, even know what this car looks like. It's a gnome artifice. Artifice. Okay. Okay. That, that's its creature type. Oswald Fiddlebender, one in a white for a two-two legendary creature, gnome artificer. It has one uh, a white, and tap it. Sacrifice an artifact, search your library for an uh, artifact card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrificed artifacts mana value, put it onto the oh. battlefield, onto the battlefield, Interesting. and then shuffle, activate only as a sorcery. So what are you getting with this? I think probably the best thing to grab with it is uh, Painter Servant. Both Painter Servant and Grindstone can be tutored up with this guy. You still have to sack an artifact to get it though, right? So yeah, you but handily things like treasure tokens and food tokens and uh, clue tokens. Modern Horizons 2 has given me a new appreciation of the tokens, by the way. Yeah. Uh, tokens were a huge sub theme in Modern Horizons 2, mm-hmm. and they printed a lot of like clue token cards and food tokens. And seeing how useful those were in that draft format has really kind of opened up my eyes to what they could be in, uh, you know, legacy as not just like the token for being what it is, but just, you know, it ha- there's significant value in just having artifacts lying around hmm. that you can sacrifice and toss to different things. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not a painter player myself, so uh, I know the painter decks are kind of more mono red these days. They I haven't really seen very many red-white versions in a while, um, but... If this is kind of something that they adopt, I could see that really adding another layer of consistency to Painter, which mm-hmm. is already fairly consistent. Yeah. Um. So I I, I like it. I, I'd like to see if this actually kind of sees any play. It's inter- it's definitely interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Other than that, we got another pretty good Manland, but urza's urza saga is just so good like I, it's going to be hard for another mainland to kind of take the spotlight but i kind of liked a uh, layer of the hydra have you seen this no so it's a land if two if you control two or more other lands uh it enters the battlefield tapped so okay kind of a downside but in legacy, not fetchable also not fetchable yeah yeah but that's that's pretty mild as far as legacy goes Okay. Um, and then it's tap add green, and then it has X and green until end of turn. Layer of the Hydra becomes an XX green Hydra creature. It's still a land. An X can't be zero. An X can't be zero. You like this card? It's just another like mainland option. Like we've been seeing a bunch of standstill lists. Uh, okay. Popularity. Okay. Yep. And the more like playable mainlands we have, the better standstill gets. So is this better than like something like I mean, even looking at like Hall of Storm Giants, like makes it a seven, seven blue giant creature and it has mm-hmm. ward. Hmm. It's five and a blue. I guess it's layer can be just you can just put three into it. Right. And make it a two, two or whatever. So that's something. Yeah. So there's the a thing- couple man. Yeah, there's, there's a whole a whole all the man lands in this, huh? Yeah, there there is a man land cycle. So, oh. I mean, layer of the Hydra is just the one I liked the best. Uh Den of the Bugbear is also fairly <laughs> legitimate. Um, so same deal uh, comes in tapped if you control two or more lands. Add red, and it has three and a red until end of turn. Den of the Bugbear becomes a three-two red goblin creature with whenever this creature attacks, create a one-one red goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. Mm-hmm. That's the other one that I thought was really good. Hmm. Um, I just lean towards layer a little bit more because usually in uh, land still lists you have an extra, a, a bunch of extra mana. Okay. Because you're just going like lands go, lands go. Sure. So having that, that you could just dump a huge amount of mana in and just make a monster is useful. But yeah, definitely Den of the Bugbear, I also think is something. Four is a little much before you can get your first activation. Right. Um, Like 
that's kind of what I don't like about it is it's it's pretty much dead until turn four. Yep. Um, but uh, it definitely something that I could see a manland, uh, you know, being paired up with standstill and us seeing kind of a a resurgence of the landstill list because uh, Urza's saga has already pushed that squarely in that direction. Like, right. We're seeing standstills all over the place, which is right. awesome because standstill's always been one of my favorite cards. I love that. I know. Get a card I know. Back. Uh, speaking of standstill, it all it finished in the top eight in uh Saturday challenge. I saw. I'm excited. Yep. I can't remember. Uh, actually, it's a it's a fairly new deck, but I can't remember the last time I saw so many standstills in top eights over the last. That's pretty weeks. great. Yeah. Um, that was kind of it for my cards that I was kind of interested in by uh uh Forgotten Realms. Anything else you saw, Pat? No, like I said, I really didn't get a chance to like kind of pour over the list, but I didn't see anything that came up on Reddit that I was really like kind of blown away by. Yeah, I think um, Demulich was the only thing that I was like, oh, this is kind of an interesting card. I think everyone's exhausted from Modern Horizons too and just hasn't Spent had so much, man. hasn't had so the bandwidth much. to go like pour over it. I think we're gonna yeah. find some some hidden treats uh you know six months from now or so or something like that uh it's definitely possible uh so let's take a look at this challenge okay uh let's go to the saturday challenge first um that is uh so we had let's see blue red delver was in the like the total metagame was 20 percent of the the entire field uh followed by sneak and show at 12 and a half percent i'm surprised uh, still was six well six percent was two decks but I'm surprised uh, Sneak and Show had that much representation, actually. Really? It seems like a good deck. Like, it, it's it got counter magic. It's got a quick clock. Like, yeah, but it's an answer me or die deck, right? Yeah, but Sneak and Show's worst matchup is Blue Red Delver. And Blue Red Delver is the most popular deck in the format. Right. Yeah. Well, that's just what showed up, right? That's not necessarily the finishes. Like, I see we had a Sneak and Show finish in seventh um, yeah. and in 11th. Those are the two best standings. And then also 12th. Oh, and uh, 15th. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, because right, we had Omnitel. Yep. Yep. And and 15th. So it put... put what, That's four, actually quite a few decks in the top 16. Yeah, four four decks in the top... So yeah, there were four decks... To, oh, is this just the representation of the top 32? Oh, it must... Uh, yes, it must be. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that metagame yeah. summary is just the top 32. Yeah, that's the top 32. Okay, okay. I, I, mis, I misread what, what it was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Four in the top 32. Nine is a Delver Dex in the top 32. Is that approaching like there's a problem there, or do you think you're just waiting for the metagame to kind of balance itself out? Uh, that's starting to reach problem territory. It is not problem territory yet. Don't get me wrong, people. Like, I don't think we should have any bans or anything like that, but yeah. it is the beginning of a worrying trend, is gotcha. all I'll say about that. Yeah. And if you look at the most played cards of the tournament, kind of reflects that. Uh, the most played cards of the tournament is the blue red Delver deck, <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> right? Number one is brainstorm. Number two is force. Will number three is ponder. Number four is days. Number five is Jerry man. Oh, before I was going to say, is this time for us to eat our, like eat our hats here? Like, is this what's going on? Like Ragavan is, is, is no, the card because Ragavan is still not like, like people were calling it the death, right? Shaman of the set that it was going to break the form. It's, it's a perfectly fl- fine playable card. But I honestly don't think it's any better uh, or necessarily worse than Delver or Dragon Rage Channeler or mm-hmm. Merktide Regent. Like, I think Ragavan could have never been printed and the format would look exactly the same as it w- as it looks right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there have just been so many good creatures for Blue Red Delver Shell printed in the last couple of years. It's just, it's just another creature. So, uh, like, yeah, is it playable? Definitely. I still don't by all these people saying it's like the death right shaman and needs to be banned and all this other stuff. Now, if anything, I'm, I still think Merktide region is, is the bigger threat. Yeah. That's, a, that's always what I'm worried against whenever I'm playing against blue red Delver. Hmm. But, um, Ragavan's number five. Lightning bolt is number six. Yeah. Expre- bolt, ex- baby. Expressive iteration is seven. Yep. Delver of secrets is eight. Pyroblast is nine. <laughs> Pyroblast very high up the list. And then finally, in tenth place, Swords to Plowshares, the one and only card in the top ten <laughs> the, that isn't in blue red Delver. <laughs> Correct, uh, but it was in our first place list. It was. Let's take a look at it from Eco Baron. So this is like the Ice Fang Uro deck with Teferi, Time Raveler, and Jace the Mind Sculptor. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's basically four color good stuff. I mean, this is yeah. basically what the Oko list was before Oko got banned. Right. Uh, the running prismatic ending, which is interesting. That's like the new. Uh, uh, what is that card? It's, it's, uh, new, it's the like abrupt so, decay for white. Yes. Yeah, but it's an exile, so it's like a. Oh my O ring! It's kind of like an O has like an O ring effect. I feel we keep trying to compare prismatic ending to other cards, and I think it's fair to just say prismatic ending is just its own thing. It can stand on its, <laughs> it's own its two own feet. Thing. Okay. Prismatic ending is a strong independent magic card, <laughs> and it doesn't need no comparisons from old cards. Yep, that's fair. This deck is also running Supreme Verdict. Two of those. Supreme Verdict is very good. I run mm. it in my Shark Still list, and I can't tell you the number of times that I'm like praying for the top deck Supreme Verdict out. I, I will tell you, I do feel like many years ago I was traumatized by that card because I faced it in Theros Standard. It was a blue, a blue white control list that was always eating my lunch when I was playing like mono green. I, I faced a lot of Supreme Verdicts and it didn't feel good. <laughs> I think Supreme Verdict is actually why Wizards stopped printing Wrath of Gods at four. Yeah, it felt it. Uh, what was the one that was like, uh, also allowed you to draw X cards too? Was uh, one that like, yeah, uh, return creatures and draw cards. No, are you thinking of uh, Consus- consecrated uh, sphinx or no, something? No, I don't remember. Some one of the listeners will, will let us know, but there was like an X spell that was like, did something yeah. like draw, draw X cards. And, yeah, it yeah. was, it was X blue, blue, white, or X white, white, blue. I forget something which like one that. It yeah. Gain X life, draw X cards. That's what it was. Yeah. Gain life and draw cards. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which was also used in conjunction with Supreme so, Verdict. Yeah. That was a. Also, I think it. All, I remember it. Look at us talking about standards of years. I know, right? <laughs> like standards in 2013. Well, I, that was actually like a rare, a rare moment in time where I actually played standard because that yeah. deck felt like a legacy deck. Yeah. Yeah. Play that. And then you also got to play uh, Ojitai. Oh, uh, right. Well, that was when that's when Dragon, when, uh, uh, Dragons of Dark Year came out, right? Yeah, Dark so Dark Year. Ojitai, and then also I think like um, Preordain or I think it was see. Preordain. Yeah, I think Preordain was legal. So it like mm. it was a standard deck that very much felt like a legacy deck. Yeah. So it was actually yeah. an enjoyable standard to play in. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's what Santa was like ten years ago. I'm sure that's why guys, uh, you know, everyone tunes into uh, <laughs> into the podcast. Hey, hey just want to say three Prismatic Vista. A card that I called many years ago. Oh, well, not many years ago, but yeah, the first Modern Horizons. I think it was. I thought I said it, it would be good. I thought it was overrated. I'll I'll eat crow on that. <laughs> Prismatic Vista ended up being, you know, a, a keeper. Yeah, it's worthwhile. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything crazy in this list, right? Uh, abundant growth, four of those, and two Sylvan Library as their yeah. enchantment suite. Um, I just think it's interesting uh, to call attention to the four endurance and the sideboard. Just you know, oh right, re- reiter- reiterating the fact that endurance is definitely here to stay. That card is very good. It is very good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's get to the spice bat. Second place. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed this wasn't in first place, but just guy standstill. Right. Uh, running, <laughs> running Ragavan for yeah. Ragavan. Fucking Ragavan. Does that <laughs> so? Does dash okay? You're still casting it, right? With dash, yes, you're still okay. casting it, still triggers uh standstill, right? Okay, um, but yeah, four Ragavan, one true name, two Merktide Regent, four Brainstorm, two Lightning Bolt, four Ponder, one Prismatic Ending, three Stifle, four Swords to Plowshare, four Days, four Force Will, one Pithing Needle Main, interesting. Uh, one Retrofitter Foundry, one Soul Guide Lantern, mm-hmm. uh. Two standstill, and then a pretty standard uh, blue, white, red list running a Krakus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three wasteland. They are fitting the wasteland in here. That's a. I'm trying to this figure out why they're running those three weird artifacts. Like, uh, Soul Guide. Well, Retrofitter Foundry is just good with standstill. That make. I mean, that makes sense, right? That yeah. makes sense. But like Nid- Needle Nid- and Soul Guide. Ninjas has put the fear of foundry in me. I can I have seen what a what a foundry can do. <laughs> okay. So I, I respect the foundry, especially in like a control style list uh with standstills. Hmm. Uh the soul guide lantern one uh with soul guide lantern enters the battlefield, exile target card from a graveyard, sacrifice soul guide lantern, exile each opponent's graveyard, 
pay one tap sacrifice soul guide lantern draw card so it's kind of like a uh, relic and progenitus with, yeah. with a little bit of upside um they guess they just wanted that main deck uh main deck it's just graveyard it's just well, like, like graveyard hate a little bit if they're expecting to come up against a bunch of murktide regents okay i, I don't hate it hmm. it's it's kind of pre-boarding but if blue red delver is as popular as it is you know sometimes pre-boarding isn't the worst idea sure yep yep um, so if, if that's just there for like to counteract, uh, Merktide regions, um, or like just any other graveyard shenanigans, that's fine. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, same thing with the pithing needle, like maybe they're just really afraid of certain planeswalkers or certain activated abilities. So sure, yeah. it is interesting. They're running one-offs without really a way to tutor them up though. They're, well, they I have mean, Urza's saga. Oh, that's true. So when you when you yeah when you get yes. to the third part of Urza Saga, you get to pull it out of the out of your uh, yeah. I take you get that to back. just put it on the battlefield, so you don't actually have to play it. So that works through. Yep. Uh, standstill as well. Yep. I missed the Urza Saga in the land base. That does change things. Being able to just tutor it up, so that make mm-hmm. that makes a bit more sense then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this is pretty sweet. Yeah, a lot of one ofs like prismatic ending. All the enchantments. Yeah. I guess uh, not a lot, but a handful. It's interesting. I mean, it's definitely, it feels like this is a list where he's, you know, they're, they are playing their favorite cards mm-hmm. and they have more favorite cards than they have slots in their deck. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just running a lot of, a lot of stuff. So sounds uh, like someone I know, Jerry sounds familiar. <laughs> um, but yeah, list is, list is cool. Nice. Uh, looks like just guys. And also, Looks like another list came in 16th place. Uh, fairly similar, actually. This one's not running the Pithing Needle main deck, mm-hmm. but very similar. Let's see. This feels like a deck that people, maybe a group of people have been working on. Yeah. There's just not a consensus. This has an Narsa in there as well. Yeah. This one's also running Dazes and Expressive Iterations. Right, right. A little more. It's like maybe a little more aggressive of a deck, I guess. Yeah. It, I mean... Yeah, oh yeah, because it's running the Narset main makes it well. I would I would say I wouldn't say it's more aggressive, it's just different. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh because it's also running uh force and uh the expressive iterations for one and then also the force negations. Right, right. Um yeah, it definitely feels like uh this is kind of a you know, everyone can recognize that a deck is there, but no mm. one really knows what the numbers or the lists are. So people right. are just playing hodgepodges to see what they like. um but yeah definitely looks like it would be a sweet deck once it's refined a bit yep um yeah Uh, we had miracles coming third and that was again running prismatic uh uh prismatic ending and bring back counterbalance to counterbalance wow i haven't seen counterbalance in a while i know it's pretty sweet i i I don't know um are they just hoping because i don't see any ways that they're i well Okay, they have brainstorm and ponder and preordain, so they have ways of messing around with the top of their deck. So I shouldn't say they don't have, but it's nothing. Nothing's quite like uh, top, you know, repeatable. Yeah. Like they do have Jace the Mind Sculptor too, so they do have like repeatable ways to mess with the top of their deck. So miracles still worth playing, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Blue Red Delver in fourth, uh, and this is kind of the list that we're we're seeing lately, like. Uh, Delver, Dragon's Rage, Dragon's Rage Channeler, Ragavan, and Murktide Regent. Um, oh, Unholy Heat. This is an interesting one. So it's a single red for an instant. Deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker. Uh, if you have Delirium, it deals six damage instead if there are four more card types in your graveyard. That's interesting. So, huh. Okay. Two of those. Yeah. It's like a hmm. shock with severe upside. Extreme upside. Although shock and deal go to face. So that's kind of cool though. Unholy heat. All right. Uh it's also running expressive iteration, which we've seen. Um, other than that, meltdown in the sideboard, which I think is something that Bryant Cook had brought up. That was a card I wasn't familiar with. Um Court of Cunning, Jerry. The sideboard as well. One of your yeah. all-time faves. That's not a real card. <laughs> Let's talk about the fifth place lists. We were talking about that in the pre-show. Yeah. Black. Uh, it's white, black. It's just listed as so white here, fifth though. Place, we have just W. 
Yeah, this is a guy Ruta deck, right? So uh, I don't really know what they're doing here. It must be something I'm missing, right? Because we talked about a little bit in the pre-show. I can't figure out just this one creature, but yeah. So Garuda, Garuda's the companion one where every card in your deck has to contain only cards with even converted mana cost. And and X is even, apparently. So so X counts as zero, uh, which means that X cards uh, get in for free, which is definitely useful for this deck. Yeah. Um, so it's running four Stone Coil Serpent, three Walking Ballista. Three Ingenious Smith, which is definitely a card most people aren't going to know. One in a white for a 1-1 Human Artificer. When Ingenious Smith enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in random order. Whenever one or more artifacts enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ingenious Smith. This ability triggers only once each turn. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of some like card draw value that also can turn into a thread if your opponents don't answer it. So that's fine, but it's not hmm. definitely not something you're used to seeing. Um, yeah. Then we got Uriok Salvagers, uh, four for a two four return target artifact card with converted mana cost one or less from your graveyard to your hands, and then three Kavarek the Spiteful. Yeah. So <laughs> which Kavarek? I don't know what this is here. It's other creatures get minus one, minus one. It's a legendary creature, right? So I don't know. It doesn't do well I, with Ingenious Smith. It's a legendary creature, right? I, I, I don't feel know. It's a. It's a. I think it's a loop. Oh, yes. I think that's what it. No, but then the Ingenious Smith died. Oh, I guess you got to get a plus one. All right. So let me just talk about the where my mind's going with this okay so ingenious smith with walking ballista and uriac salvagers um so with uriac salvagers you get infinite mana and you can return walking ballista to the battlefield infinite times right the problem is is, yeah that's a known quantity yeah Yeah. the problem is is it, it dies because it comes into play as a zero zero ingenious smith however means that walking ballista gets to come into the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it ping the opponent no. yeah no. wait when no. Ingen- oh wait no because when ingenious oh it goes on ingenious smith oh, so you- oh. Uh, it only triggers once each turn though so the loop doesn't matter oh then i don't know right. why caravic caravic's in here yeah all right never mind there isn't that doesn't work then that's what I'm saying. We, we, I, I really don't know what's going on here. Why is the care back there? I don't know. There's got to be something that we're missing here, right? Like, I feel like you it's to make the ingenious Smith die for some reason. I guess so. You, I guess just so you can cast it over and over and get the enters the battlefield trigger. How would you get to cast it over and over again, though? Because it dies. Oh, wait, no, because it's not an artifact. Right. It's an artificer. It's an artificer, but not an artifact. Right. Maybe the Cavarag's literally just there to be uh, other creatures get minus one, minus one. <laughs> so it gets rid of Delvers. It gets rid of Ragavans and yeah. Dragon Rage Channeler. I feel we're missing something there. It we feels be, like right? there's got to be a combo here that we can't see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that smart. I get the Ariok and Ballista. That's a known quantity, but everything, the rest of it, I'm just kind of well, scratching my head here. You make infinite mana. And you can cast an infinite, infinite walking ballista, but even returning it to play with an Oriac Salvager, you don't get to. I guess you can put the trigger on it in response, but yeah, why is that Kavarek there? I, I don't no, get it. It's not just one, there's three of them. There's That's, three Kavareks. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, can a can come, come talk to us. Yeah, tell us why. <laughs> or someone must know, someone has to know why it's there. Or it's like if it if why Kavarak and not uh, like Plague Engineer like Plague Engineer just seems sure. better if you're well is Plague Alliance. Engineer three mana though? Oh wait, yeah, that's right. It can't be cast in this deck as a Gyruda. So right, I just don't get like if they just want it for the minus one minus one. Like I would like to know why they are that concerned about mm. having minus because having three of a uh, four mana three two <laughs> right that you can't have multiples in play of. I, I don't know. Right. But all right, let us know. Someone yeah, someone, someone can fi- someone figure out the combo or anything, let us know. Yeah, tell us what's going on. Uh and it's a list that they play a lot of. They they um 
they show up in a couple different challenges and the five O lists in the league. So it's, it's a deck they've been playing for a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I'd like to learn more about that, uh, that list. Uh, let's see the, is it Delver list in seventh place? Pretty standard. It's also running the unholy heat. Uh, I guess people just really like that delirium. I guess mm-hmm. it's to kill the Murktide regions. So it's one of the few things that could kill a Murktide regent reliably. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's why. Um, and then seventh place sneak and show. Let's take a look. Nothing too out of the ordinary with this sneak and show. They're running snow covered islands. They didn't get the memo. You don't have to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> it's just all. It's just an old list. It's a holdover. Yeah, right. Um, I'm still yeah. burning my brain about this fucking can can deck, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Grizzlepuff. That's our friend Bob Wong coming in eighth place with the right. blue red Delver. Or is it blue red Delver? Let's see. No, blue red. Painter. No, this is our painter, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bob yeah. bringing it out. So interesting list: four Ragavan, four Painter Servant, two Snapcaster Mage. Four brainstorm, four lightning bolt, four ponder, three power blast, two red element blast, four expressive iteration, two force negation, four force will, two grindstone, one pirate spell bomb, one relic progenitus. Uh, pretty normal land base with Urza Saga for Urza Saga. Uh, yeah, it looks like Bob's just literally playing <laughs> blue red Delver with uh, the painter combo just stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> just- <laughs> Wanted to have an I win button. <laughs> That's pretty spicy. Maybe we should have. Uh, we haven't had Bob on in a long time. We should yeah. have him on to talk about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. This looks sick. I mean, just kind of shows. There's a saga man showing up everywhere. Right. Um. Oh, actually, I just realized. Can there's a saga? Nah. Oh, there's a saga can find the grindstone. So there's a saga can actually find half the combo. And that's why, so he's running four painter servant and two grindstones and the Urza sagas can find the other grindstone. That's pretty Mm -hmm. spicy. I didn't really thought about going that route. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. Nice list. Uh, Anything in the top 16 jump out at you particularly? No, just just a lot of blue or Delver, but a lot of, a lot of the same, nothing too crazy in any of them. Yeah. A lot of blue red Delver, a lot of show and tell too. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, just blue red Del. I'm surprised Show and Tell's doing as well as it is with uh, the meta right now, but just kind of shows the power of the deck. Just uh, apes together strong. Yep. <laughs> oh, the what place is this? The twelfth place Omnitel list is kind of interesting. It's running four okay. Orm- Orms chant. I haven't, right. seen, I haven't seen Orms chant sleeved up in a hot minute. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's around the solve the equation. So solve the equation is two in a blue search your library for an instant or sorcery card, reveal it, put it into your hand and shuffle. Uh, so that basically just kind of doubles the amount of show and tells you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why this deck can, uh, eschew, uh, red mana. It doesn't have to run the sneak attacks. It just goes all in on show and tell. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, we can go to the other challenge. It's a Sunday challenge. Yeah, let's take a look at the other challenge. Uh, so we had blue, red, Delver in first. And this is the, yeah, Unholy Heat, Express Federation, Delver, Secrets, Dragon's Rage, Ragavan, Murktide Region, uh, Creature Suite. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy in there. A Court of Cunning in the sideboard again, Gerald. Not a real Uh-oh. card. Not, Not a real card. Um... Let's see. Theo Jung, blue, white, red. So this is okay. Well, this is the same. This is the standstill as we saw the previous day. Yep. Um, let's see. Blue, red, Delver, and third. These are, a lot of these are same. It's just the same list, same pilots, honestly. Anarog coming in fourth with three endurance in the main. Running uh, blue, green. With white for terminus and swords and prismatic ending. Okay. Two copies of dress down. Do you know what this card does, Jerry? Dress down. Dress down's one in the blue for an enchantment. It has flash. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Creatures lose all abilities. 
at the beginning of the next and uh, at the beginning of the end step, sacrifice dress down. That's interesting. Huh. And I call this some shark typhoons in there. A couple abundant harvest. A lot of new cards in this list. Oh, hell yeah, Pat. Uh oh. Hell yeah. Look at the 12th place list. <laughs> okay, you're down at 12. Okay. Dude, the entire like top eight was nothing but like blue red delvers and like like blue white red delver. The top eight looks super boring. <laughs> What's in 12th here? Let me I'm opening it now. What is going on here? Okay, hold on. We got eight walla. Oh. Oh. We got eight, eight walla. Of course, it was bound to happen. Bound, bound to, to happen. happen. Hell yeah. I, after the after we record this, Pat, I am renting this. Oh, geez. Uh, and I am entering a, a league with this. Fuck yeah. Uh, so four basking root walla, four blazing root walla, four putrid imp, four Anjay's Ravager. Which I don't actually even know what it is, so I'm guessing two. our our listeners don't either. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's tuna red for a vampire berserker. It enters it attacks each combat if able when it, it's got a lot of words on it. Whenever it attacks, discard your hand, then draw three cards, and it has madness for one and a red. It's another madness card. And it's go with the root wallows. And it costs uh, and it's a three three, so it's a Correct. decent. We got two angers. We got four venge find, four hollow one. One Ox of Oganus, three red, red for a four, two, where it enters the battlefield, discard your hand, then draw three cards uh, Two, uh, or sorry, red, red escape, exile eight other cards from your graveyard. Uh, you may cast this card from your graveyard for its escape cost. Uh, Ox of Ogonis escapes with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Hmm. Uh, burning inquiry. Each player draws three cards and discards three cards at random Four faithless looting three gamble, Four Once Upon a Time, four Lion's Eye Diamonds, and then two Arid Mesa, two Badlands, two Bloodstained Mire, one Mountain, one Snow-Covered Mountain, three Taiga, three Footed Wood Hills. Wooded Foothills. Wooded Foothills. <laughs> or Footed Wood Hills. Footed Wood Hills. <laughs> that, fetches, uh, that fetches red green, not green red. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, only 204 bucks to put this together on Magic Online. That's, uh, that's a pretty budget-friendly deck, Pat. Oh, for sure. Unfortunately, in paper, it's 5,451. Well, yeah, but not really, because it's saying the Badlands are a grand, and that's not for revised Badlands. It's a grand, it's a grand for two Badlands, is what it's saying. No, it's, but it's not a grand for two Badlands. The Badlands are not $500 right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, underground seas are $500 exactly. if that. <laughs> yes, they're, they're $500 if you're, get, if you're getting them on a sick deals page, maybe. Um, Lion's Eye Diamonds are counting for yeah, about LEDs are gonna, LEDs are gonna get you for sure. <laughs> Those are gonna get you for sure. But if you're looking for an easy deck to put together that's like maybe a 15 card proxy of deck or something like that, like you could put this deck together for probably like 20 bucks. And just, yeah, if and you just like, if you and if you have like uh LEDs and you want to play uh, you know, yeah, you're just looking for another deck to just. If you don't want to play Storm for a day, you can put this together pretty cheaply. Yeah, and this is, this is a deck that you can just have sleeved up and then forget about and just switch your LEDs back and mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Like it is nice to just have a a deck to kind of blow off steam with that you can just easily like slot your force wills or slot your LEDs into, yeah. and then just have a, a totally different deck to play. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, this is, a, this is a sweet list. I definitely want to take this for a spin. Yeah, this is very different from like a Storm or Bomberman, you know, Bomberman deck. So. Yeah, this is super glass cannony. Like honestly, this reminds me more of like Char Belcher than Storm. Totally, <laughs> with the way, yeah, totally. um, probably a closer, probably a closer comparison to this would probably be like Hogak. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a Hogak uh, variant that is more going for you know even more speed than Hogak. <laughs> uh, but I mean, definitely, it looks like a sweet list. I want to definitely mm-hmm. want to give it a try. That's pretty cool, man. Too bad the top eight was boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nothing crazy in there, but um, top ten cards. Uh, the only one that made it in there that wasn't blue red delver is Swords of Plowshares in fifth. Everything else in there is blue red delver. And or, also, that again, I'm sorry. For yeah, again. but I almost feel like it almost doesn't count at this point because like the most popular deck is blue red delver, and then the second most popular deck is blue white red delver. Right. <laughs> so right. It's just like. <laughs> All right. Well. We want to get into uh, some scoops and poops. Scoops. Uh, Jerry, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? I'm going to scoop in my friend Dave for having us all out to his house on the Cape. 
Uh, he lives there full time. He's a doctor. So he just had a bunch of us college buddies come out and wreck his Cape house. His nice, his lovely, lovely Cape house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a good time. So scoops to him for uh, hosting our debauchery. Nice. Very nice. Um, I'm going to scoop in. I'm going to scoop in uh, Dan Levant for still trying to get legacy going on in Uxbridge. I appreciate the, uh, the effort. Um, and uh, Oh, Aaron Wan did send us in an email, Jerry. Do you want me to read it real quick? Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Let's do the Aaron Wan. Yeah. So uh, the email is titled Alluring Combo. Uh, So he says, hello, peeps. You may recall the only other time I got in touch with you guys. It was some old it was some old crotchety man complaining about legacy deck names. Shortcake for white red painter, which I remember. Thank you for for the uh, clarification there. Uh, He said, here comes another get off Milan ramble. Uh, The other deck he's kind of knee deep in happens to be Alluring. It is definitely worth mentioning the spoiled card you guys mentioned is a very fragile one card combo. The combo with Recruiter, Harpy, Arctic Merfolk, Uro, Parasitic Strict allows you to play around two to three instant speed interactions. The spoiled card doesn't unless your opponent isn't familiar with how the stack works. Also, Harpy, Uro, and Strix are all relevant cards pre-combo. Imagine having to attack through a Cavern Harpy with Merit Lage over and over and over, whereas <laughs> the new guy isn't relevant at all. There have been uh, there have been other folks who've done well with the new card, but I suspect it's Grist, a creature with CMC three or less in hand, or the prismatic ending that's pushing the deck forwards. I was just sending the email on the off chance you guys were to sleeve it up, uh, and, it, and digitally or otherwise, and it going all sideways. Anyways, I look forward to the off chance you mentioned the third deck I started legacy with. Highly doubt you will, but you <laughs> never know. Well, now you know, Aaron. Uh, thank you for the email. It's much appreciated. Like I said, we always appreciate clarification because Jerry and I are just a two-man combo and we don't get everything right. In fact, I mean, Jerry really is just a one-man combo here. I'm here for uh, I'm here for the jokes. <laughs> I'm here for the jokes and the stuff he makes Justin edit out during the podcast. <laughs> I'm the I'm the survival of the fittest of the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will. I, I, I recognize that, Aaron, but I will push back on that. I do think uh, the new card does significantly boost uh, Lawrence, uh power just because it's a one card that you can just slot in and have just a one card win the game that you basically make your opponent answer. Mm-hmm. And if, if they can't answer it, you just win the game. Like if they have no cards in hand or they don't have any responses. So I think just the opportunity cost of including it in Lurin is super low. And the fact that it can just, it's a one card win the game on the spot with a Lurin compared to the, the cavern harpy combo, uh, I think gives the deck a couple extra percentage points. I don't think you're, I don't think you should like completely ditch the cavern harpy, combo because cavern harpy itself is just a very powerful card in that deck um but i do think the new card is gonna is gonna see some play if i have to do it myself (laughs) do it do it jerry you won't i won't i'm too busy playing i'm too busy playing eight walla (laughs) (laughs) next next week's episode is gonna be titled walla walla island well (laughs) i talk about the walla meta oh my goodness i love it i love it um all right well if that's it jerry we can uh we can wrap this up this week let's do it all right well uh everyone thank you very much for uh for hanging out here it's much appreciated uh if you want to support the show obviously go to the patreon um we have links in the show notes for everything and uh and that's it we'll catch you all next week bye Three-footed wood hills.